This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Go to magicspoon.com slash TMS and grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code TMS at checkout to get free shipping. This episode is brought to you by bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Bluechew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TMS. You just pay $5 shipping. Coming up on TMS, I'll watch any Marvel crap. It's Irish swearing. It doesn't count. Zulu, Foxtrot, 7-7, Dingo. Randy Royale. Rico was not suave. Kim Kardashian rode a goat into a horse. A little bit of tubing going on. The Denny's subscription model. It's an exact Christian science. Walmart licking good. Porn talk broke TMS. It can easily go to two mothers. Big old wide job. Recommendals. Naked time with Tom and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. My favorite show on planet Earth is Gold Rush. Uh, it's about men, men who... It's about men who look for gold. Yeah, I think this is where we get off. I can't believe you made me say that. This is the morning stream. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. It is the morning stream for Wednesday, October 28th, 2020. Only a couple days left in the month. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian Ibbett. Happy hump day to you, Scott. Yeah. And to you listeners. That's right. Uh, I, hope every- Ow. I hope everyone's all right. I did a thing to my hip. This is like the most old lady talk ever, but I did a thing to my hip. <laughs> and I can't figure out what I did. And I just need oh, some no. stretch ideas, like some good, like, oh, man, just like doing this just makes you want to cry a little bit just like a little bit of ah oh but i don't oh, have my please. sore throat anymore so nothing to complain about there that's good oh, that's good yeah whatever that was just so like probably just a cold i don't know it's probably covid light it's like uh covid zero sugar covid, COVID zero yeah <laughs> covid zero would be great actually if we could have that for the COVID whole zero uh so anyway i don't know what's going on with his hip but uh wish me luck and uh hope that it's not hey, good uh, luck. you know I want to have because now is not the time you want to go to a, 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 a massage therapist or a chiropractor or anything like that. No, not. A, and I know some of them are doing stuff, but I don't want to be in there with a guy on a mask going. I'm going to go. I'm sorry, I can't hear you all the way back there. And then before I know it, my head's turned the opposite way like an owl. Like F you've that. got a little bit of a knot here. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we'll see. I just need to. I tried to get on the treadmill yesterday, and it just hurt so bad I couldn't do it for very long. And I went, well, that's not good. That's no good. No, no. Hell no. No, you don't want a thing like that. So I got I to gotta freaking fix it and quit sitting funny or whatever it is I'm doing right now. <laughs> anyway, hey, welcome back to the show, everybody. Nothing Happy funny about sitting. No, nothing funny about sitting. Are you kidding me? Sitting is embarrassingly sad. Uh, all right, look at this. It's episode 2013, the year of Snowpiercer, Nebraska, World War Z, Gravity. Oh, and the last generation of new consoles. Ah, <laughs> oh, there you go. That's yeah. that's how long it's been, folks. It's been a while. Interesting. Yeah, wow. I loved all those movies, by the way, including World War Z. It gets a bad rap by some people. I think World yeah. War Z is one of my favorite zombie movies, and uh, should be. Seen God, it's people. crazy to think that World War Z in Nebraska came out. The same year. Nebraska mm-hmm. seems so much newer. It does, right? It feels like an indie mi- film from like two years June ago. June Squibb and um, uh, oh, Last was, Man on Earth Dude. She was so good. She is great, yeah. Had uh, uh, 
Saul in there. Saul Goodman was in that. Oh yeah, that's just a good movie. Like just a flat it out really great is. movie. Yeah. Nebraska is amazing. If you haven't Will seen Forte. it, Will Forte. That's that's what the name I'm trying to think of. Will, Will Forte. Forte. Last Man on Earth. That's the guy. Forte. Anyway, so happy 2013, everybody. It's hard to believe we got here. Now I have a thing I got to play on the show today. Uh, before we bring in Dinaway, Dunaway, and play Babel Royale and all that, I got a thing I've got to play for you. So it came with an email oh. from a guy named. Is this the thing? This this is the thing that you you teased me uh, teased about uh, last night in text. Right? Yes, yes, this is it. Oh, good, so, good, good, good. Okay. It came with an email with a bit of an explainer, not really, but sort of from somebody named Trender Eight. Uh, he okay. did not leave any kind of real name unless his real name is Trender 8, in which case his parents are jerks. All right. He says this. <laughs> hey, scary and boo. Ooh, must be a Halloween theme. The email here. Says it's Halloween week. So what better time to share with you a sound bite or sorry, sound file that I have held on to since 2012 and I've never been able to figure it out. This was on my mom's voicemail back then. And I wondered if you guys know what it is or if it gives you the willies like it does us. Thanks, oh, and God. keep casting the okay. pods, Trender 8. Okay. I converted this file. <laughs> You're gonna I'm already it. preparing myself for the worst here. Like, oh, my God. It's right. really weird. I mean, it, I, it may be somebody in the chat may just go, oh, I know what that is. I work for so-and-so, and that's a that. Like, this may just be nothing, but it's still freaky yeah. as crap, and why would you get this in your voicemail? So here's the voicemail. Check it out. Connecting you. Please hold the line. Norad, AWS, Station Zulu Foxtrot 77, Zulu Foxtrot 77, Status Alert Con 4, Status Alert Con 4, Security Tracing in Progress. Here's the worst part. Jeez. <laughs> so what is that? Uh, I don't know. That's that's freaky. I don't uh, like it. I do not like it at all. <laughs> like straight up, it gives me the freaking willies. I don't like phone call stuff that doesn't make sense to me or, you know, phones are for like, yeah. hey, how's it going? Send. Uh, have you taken the dog out? Okay, cool. I'm bringing dinner home. That's what a phone message is for. It's not yeah. for whatever that was. It sounds like the government's going to kill everybody or whatever it is. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I think uh, somewhere out there, there's someone who's gone all Manchurian candidate and is now, uh, you know, <laughs> that's great in a, in a stupor, making their way to uh, to Washington. <laughs> I guess so. Somebody out there, somebody out there knows what this is. Angela Lansbury. We have enough. We have enough listeners in enough weird places. Like Jeff Sire alone probably knows what this is. But if yeah. if anyone knows what the hell that stuff is and why. Why you would get that in a per, you know somebody's personal phone message on their cell phone? That's where she got it. Right. Um, and also this bit at the beginning. Hold on. Connecting you. Please hold the line. Yeah. What? Who's that? Like, what? Yeah. It's a robot. Sounds, lady, that, that actually feels like okay. So maybe this is some sort of weird scammy thing. But there's not. There's no uh, payoff call to action thing, right? Like, there's nothing that mm. that um, a hacker or a spoofer or fisher would get from doing this no there's like, no gain here. call this number right now or the, the <laughs> it just activates the substation will blow up <laughs> it's like it just activates the this robot zombie army or whatever it does like yeah. what what uh you described the freakiest part now the freakiest part to me is the 
Oh, all during it? Yeah. Like during the guy talking. Yeah, Zulu, me, Foxtrot, 7-7. Seven, seven, yeah, let me play that bingo. again. Bingo. <laughs> Zulu, Foxtrot, 7-7. Seven, seven. Yeah, that... Yeah, that... <laughs> oh, I don't like that either. I don't like it. And he said... <laughs> this is something that uh, Fox Mulder would probably spend hours uh, <laughs> narrowing down. And I didn't I didn't include it, but there was a PS Ellie, in the... come e- listen to this. Yeah, okay, come listen to this. <laughs> Uh, in the PS, he left. I didn't include it, but he said something to the effect that his mom was like upset for days. Like it just upset her. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, I know. I feel bad. I feel bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, jeez. Want to hug his poor mom and <laughs> you know tell her it's all going to be okay. And it's been you know how long? What twenty? What do you say? Twenty twelve. So it's been mm. geez, eight years or whatever. Seven years? Eight years? Whatever it is. And we're all all right. Oh, so we're fine. Yeah. This we're didn't. Fine. This oh. didn't be. Go- oh wait. Archineer says, uh-huh. uh huh. It's on Reddit apparently. Oh. Um, someone got the same message. Okay. Copy link location. Let me take yep. a look here. Oh. When was this? Let's see. Five years this ago. This was five years oh, ago. Oh, no. They're looking at the recording was taken on June 29th, 2012. Oh. Is this the same person? Female voice connecting you. Please hold the line. Beeps. Male voice. Male voice. Station Zulu. Foxtrot. Seven seven. Oh, this is the same thing. Yes. Is this? This isn't the same person, though, right? I don't know. I'm trying to find out. The name on this is Cipher. No, no, no. Sorry. Posted by phone message. Oh no, that's a that's the site. I can't tell who, who yeah, posted it. I can't tell who posted it. Yeah. All right. Well, this could be the same person. Uh, mm-hmm. Boy, that's off. I mean, 2012 and the exact it's words. Exactly the exactly the same thing. It's funny that uh, oh, they do have the uncompressed wave file recording. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, look at this. Okay, NORAD. We know what this is. NORAD. We know what this is. EWS is early warning systems. NORAD has a location, central computer and display facility. Coordinates are in Colorado, so it's in your home state. Um. Uh, this one actually has a lot more stuff. Like it does the station Zulu Foxtrot seven seven, the repeating of that. But we didn't get the status alert con four. Status alert con four. Security tracing in progress. No, attention, we got that. Attention. We did get that. Hold on. We did get I, that. I okay. Status that. alert con four. Yeah. Oh. Status alert con four. Security tracing in progress. Oh, how did I miss that? And that's when the brrrr started. Oh, okay. That's so why then, you missed then... it, because the brrrr ruined your last memory you had. <laughs> I wiped out my memory. Yeah. Then there was attention, attention, and then a bunch of, like, danger, danger, ready, trigger, secure. So there was more stuff in this one, the one on, on Reddit, than there was in that one. So this guy, this is so eerily close to this, because he's saying his mother... My mom was inconsolable and refused to go back into her house. This has to be the same guy, or this guy took this guy's story, right? I think it's. Uh, oh, now it's weirder, dude. Now it's weirder. It's weirder. I mean, well, I mean, how this could easily have gone to two two people's mothers. Yeah, but look at the, what he's saying. My mom was inconsolable and refused to go back to her house. Well, he didn't tell me that. I guess he just said she was upset. Yeah. Um. Still, 2012. It's his mom. That's weird. If that's not the same guy, these are two separate people who had the same experience with their mothers in the year 2012 with the same NORAD message. That's Halloween, baby. Well, and that is Halloween. But I mean, also, you know, you or I get this. We'll we'll mention on the show, play the clip and say, that's weird. And then we move on. But, you know, mothers, people of a certain age, mothers or fathers would probably go like, 
That's it. I'm never picking up the phone again. It's the devil's receiver. I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'm looking down. Oh, oh, I see. Both their mothers are named Martha. Okay, got oh, it. That explains it. Oh, yes. Wait, right. why did you say that name? Why did you say that name? <laughs> anyway, when's that? Uh, when is that new? Not till next year, right? The new cut. Yeah, next year. And there's and I like... guess that's Justice League, not uh, Batman versus Superman. Right, right. Oh yeah, that's right. Those yeah. I always forget where the Martha thing happened, but yeah, you're right. That yeah. was in V versus. But yeah, that's coming soon and. Or, yeah, next year sometime, and they next added year. a bunch of things. Like, yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of interested. Makes me curious about it. Oh, I'm definitely going to watch it. I mean, I've got HBO Max, and yeah, may as well. What if it's like five hours long? Then what? <laughs> Jeez. Then we do a watch along with. Uh... Does HBO Max have watch along yet? I don't think they do. No, not yet. Okay. Actually, another thing they don't have on their web player annoys mm-hmm. the hell out of me. On their mm-hmm. on their mobile player, they have jump 15 seconds ahead or jump 15 seconds oh, behind yeah the web player yeah. doesn't have the forward it just has the back so and when they, <laughs> never never forward always back yeah never forward and to make it worse it's only the web player so it's not that big a deal because like on the apple tv and the other stuff it's fine you stick skip ahead but on on um a lot of their shows like deadwood doesn't have the skip intro option yet you have to go retro do yes. that to all these older shows um to get the timing right and everything. And so you have to skip through it. Well, if you're on a web thing, you can't. You, you, can't you, do you it. can manually or you go have through to the manually timeline. Scrub, yeah. And that Ugh. sucks because you overshoot and whatever. Ah, this is dumb. Come on, HBO. <laughs> get your Benjamin uh, says six episodes into Raised by Wolves. Crazy show. I'm, I, so I finished Dark. I finished the other thing that I was watching, which I'll talk about on, uh, um, on Recommendals. But I was trying to decide do I go back to. Raised by Wolves. We stopped three episodes in because Tina was done with it. It's <laughs> so like, yeah, I'm done with this one, Brian. You can watch the rest of this one on your own. I love it. And I'm like, I'm trying to decide. Yeah, do I go back? I don't. I I really enjoyed the run. I think, like I said, I think the tail end gets a little bit of they don't know what they want to do, but I still think it was worth it. I enjoyed it. Okay, I enjoyed it a lot. It's just a weird What's- freaking thing. Worth watching. I think it's funny you say that because the new thing that Tina and I started watching, which we were really enjoying, mm. um, also had people complaining. Not a lot. I mean, we saw a couple complaints and reviews about about the ending, but that'll be we're we're four episodes into a nine episode series, so we'll talk about that one probably next. Recommendal. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Give me a hint. What's uh, what's the genre? Um, science fiction. Yeah dystopian science fiction uh-huh and it's a tv show tv show tv series it's nine a, episodes and it's new ish um would you say? google users 91 percent like it but 45 percent on rotten tomatoes interesting yes all right i'll hold uh, i will i will not spoil further we'll find out when we find out yes because Brian may recommend it, or he may get to the end. I and may go, recommend well, that wasn't it. Worth it. So far, I'm, I'm so far I'm really liking it, and I'm really liking the um, the actors that they the cast that they pulled for this. Nice bunch of people I really like. Yeah, got to pull that good cast. That's what you got to do. Good, good, good cast pull. Yeah, good cast pull, you guys. <laughs> well done. I'm also. I think yeah. I'm going to get into Hellstrom. Keep hearing good things about Hellstrom. As a, yeah, well, I hear good. I hear good and bad, and it's one that I do want to watch because um, listen, if if Inhumans, <laughs> Marvel's Inhumans has taught me anything. Mm-hmm. I'll watch any Marvel crap mm-hmm. <laughs> that I can find, and uh, 
Hellstrom, even though it's it's uh, loosely connected to the MCU at large, um, I'm, I'm definitely interested in it. Yeah, Brian don't care. It's Marvel. He'll I go. I don't care. It's Marvel. Yeah. I'm a Marvel fanboy. I'll happily admit it. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's okay to admit. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. It's almost as good as admitting that this is happening now. Hey, look who it is. It's our old pal Brian Dunaway joining us for Babel Royale. Brian, good morning. How are you? Oh, hi, Scott and Brian. Hey, man. Oh, hi, Brian. Hey, Excuse man. Excuse me for one moment while I place my order for my free Doritos Locos Taco. Oh, is that today? That. Is that today? Yeah, Taco. Oh. Yeah, don't, don't forget the they stole that uh... base. Mm. <laughs> so wait a minute. Are you happy with that? Uh, are you happy with that? Happy with that Dodgers win? I get closer to. I get a free taco. Okay, yeah. good. Good enough. Yeah, Brian just wants a free taco. Uh, <laughs> hold on, though. Uh, I saw you last night playing. Um, uh, uh, Rocket League. Rocket League. Uh, could you tell me what version you and your son were playing? Because it looked like Switch, maybe. What was that? Everybody keeps asking me that. No, this was the. I guess it's because of all the Halloween stuff going on right now. Uh, and it is the one for the three of uh, the Xbox One. Oh, weird. Because it, lo- it had yeah. really low. I don't know if it's because it was split screen or whatever, but the resolutions just were lower and it was like kind of not ugly but just sort of looked like it was toned down so i thought wow oh, what a, did you hear that Ibit? <laughs> dude yeah throwing wow. shit like, wow well, well, it's know, not the, it's uh, not aimed at just you just wonder what version music is it really like poo yeah, i, I, I mean. don't i'm not throwing the shade at you i'm just curious like i was like well how much <laughs> how good is the split screen on the switch i assume there's some well let you me know. tell you let me tell you something about my son ethan who is uh who set everything up he is a you think i'm a fiddler that kid is a fiddler on the roof, man. He like, <laughs> he's in the settings. He's like, zippity zippity zippity. Yeah. So I don't know. He might have made some adjustments to the uh, to the graphics. Mm. I just walked in and said, "Are we playing yet, or what?" Yeah, that game's great. I love that game. I would play that it's game. It's fantastic. Right now. And yeah. is I'll tell you, it's not like riding a bike though, man. You get back in there and you're like, oh, what button makes me do the spin yeah, thing you gotta you gotta yes there's a there's a reacclimation in that game for yes, sure Yes, there is but as far as like competitive it's the only competitive game like online game i even care to play anymore like i just rather yes. play that than just about anything else and i don't know what it is me too because it's it. part of it feels like skill and part of it just feels like being at the right place at the right time good mm-hmm. old rocket league a little bit of luck a little bit of weird wacko like oh my gosh I can't believe that ball went in Looks right. good still, unless you're playing split screen at Dunaway's house. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a call Screw and you, Scott. we're gonna play this game and find out who's on the line for us. Hi, who's this? Hey, this is Pat Crummy or uh, PC Rum, P Crumb. Oh, PC Rum. Oh, P Crumb. I like it. Hey, it's good to have you here. So your name is <laughs> so his name is Pat. That's fantastic. Hey, Pat, welcome yeah. to the show. Uh, you know how this works, but we have this rule where we have to have Brian tell us. So Brian, tell us how it works. It's a rule. It's some of the only exercise I get. I'm going to be giving Scott and Brian a topic, and they're going to go back and forth giving me answers that fit that topic. If one of them gives a wrong answer, a repeated answer, or they take too long to come up with an answer, the win will go to the other player. Your job, PC Rum, P. Crum, is to <laughs> predict who's going to come out on top based on the topic. Today, you are playing for the carryover prize from uh, Monday's episode, a bag of Kahawa coffee from Kahawa Roasters. We love these guys and uh, love them even more because they're doing such a great thing for for people who might not be able to get coffee or afford coffee right now because of uh, uh, financial issues caused by COVID. I didn't know that part. That's yeah. great yeah. because they already uh, are, a, are, are a conscientious uh 
manufacture, right? right. Because they, they they hire refugees, right? Yeah, they hire community. they hire refugees. They also do they they give a portion of their profits to the community. Like they're really big on that stuff already. And then they reached out and said, "Hey, if anyone out there is feeling a little strapped right now and uh, resurgence of COVID is getting you down or whatever, send us a DM and we'll hook you up with some coffee." Just real nice stuff. Those guys are, Those are the nicest great. guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, that, you're getting a bag of Kahawa coffee, uh, courtesy of them, and the Warhammer two pack from Monday's episode. Warhammer forty thousand, Dawn of War, and Warhammer, let's just say forty k, Dawn of War two, and we're adding today Men of War, War, Missile Squad two, War Chest Edition. So uh, four times I've said War. No, uh, <laughs> six times I've said War. Uh, hey, are you also including uh, Monday's The Way Prize stick? That was <laughs> I, will throw, in the... I will include the <laughs> oh, Toy yeah. Hall of Fame inductee <laughs> stick and cardboard box. Fantastic. We can't keep that for very long. We got to get mm-hmm. rid of that damn thing. That's right. Exactly. That's all right. Idea. So those are your prizes. All of that stuff can be yours if uh, you pick correctly. But I need to give the guys a topic. This one uh, is near and dear to my heart, and I figure I better get this one done before there's zero items on this list. Um, you know that I've got kind of a uh, uh, a, a past relationship, let's say, with the <laughs> world of newspapers. Newspapers, they are oh, still wow. around. And yeah. kids, look them up. They're these things that used to get delivered to your house every morning that, that had all the stuff that you'd get online in a... Uh, 64-page tabloid edition or 128-page tabloid edition. Yep. Ask your parents. Uh, There are still newspapers around. Quite a few of them, of course. And uh, I want to know the 10 with the highest circulation. Oh, Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, newspapers is on, is our topic today. Uh, Pat, who do you want to go first? And who do you think is going to win this one? Hmm. I'm going to go with Dunaway for the win. Um, hmm. but I'll go with uh, Scott to start. It okay, off now this right. is good. I like I like starting, and I also like Dunaway, so this is a good combo. <laughs> I like. I really like um, J.C. Calhoun. Actually, has the best description. They were these things on paper that you would pay for, and they would tell you what happened yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> nah, that's true. True. He's right. That's uh, what they that's did. Funny. We don't do that anymore. I mean, we do, but it's different now. Um, all right. Uh, top ten. So we're gonna we're top gonna... ten, and these are uh, you highest U.S. U.S. circulation. All right, U.S. Right. circulations. Yeah, we're not doing so, the, the Paris gotcha. uh, the Paris uh, Le Monde or, or whatever. Is, uh, yeah. Right. Um, all right. The Guardian well, not on the list. I like the Guardian. Um, I do too. Okay. Well, let's go with uh, the the New York Times. Let's do that. The New York, the New York Times, uh-huh. the New York Times, yeah. number three on our list. A global media organization dedicated to enhancing society by creating, collecting, and distributing high-quality news and information. Okay, I'm down. I'm down That's, to clam with yeah. that. Okay. One. Now wait. I, there's there's a very important thing that I want to know. Okay. All right. Do they have a comic section? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Yes. That's always, what do you want me to say? Like, uh, That's all I want to know. I just want to know because that was always my deciding factor, even growing up, after I was no longer a kid, to whether I purchased a paper or not. Nothing was more disappointing than getting a newspaper finding that there was absolutely no comics in it. Yeah. I what agree. A That's a trash. bummer. I, I'm a it fan a of the comics page, for sure. 
Yeah, it better I'm be good gonna... comics too. Yeah. Don't right. give me don't give me uh don't give me Heathcliff and the family circle. Brian, do you want family or you want funky winklebean or whatever the hell that was called? I, I okay, I kinda like funky winklebean, but uh <laughs> <laughs> Some I like Pearls Smith, Before maybe. Swine, which yeah. I know not a lot of people like. But I love oh, Stephen Pastis is great. Yeah, <laughs> love Stephen Pastis. He's a. I, yes. I love all the comics. I love the comics. You're oh, a comic guy. To comics do you coast like to coast. coast to coast? Yeah, I, like I do. Yeah. I do. <laughs> okay. Well, if Scott's gonna go with the New York Times, how about I go with the NY Post, New York Post? How about that? New York Post, the number one uh, really circulation wise. Yeah. Um, kind of surprised me because that's I would have expected those to be flip flopped. Yeah, yeah, I would have too. That's weird. Isn't the um, post kind of like that's a, your tabloid and kind of raggy sometimes? Yeah, their, that's why I was wondering. It was like it's a lot of like yeah. ah, Kim Kardashian rode a goat into the horse or whatever, and it's like stupid. Rode stuff. a goat into the horse. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Somebody please <laughs> come up with the. Uh, I want to see the, the, the front page of the New York Post with Kim Kardashian wrote a goat into the horse. <laughs> it's controversial stuff. All right. Um, let's go with uh, the Washington Post. Has to be in Washington there. Post. They are failing Washington lately. Post. Yeah, yes, failing. totally. Um, number five on this list. Um Award-winning news and understanding about the politics, policies, personalities, <laughs> you don't institutions. don't seem too enthused to <laughs> read just, about those. Really, I mean, they really are kind of all the same little nasty. Right. Right. It's so, all the blurb. I just the love how you news. read it. Yeah. Yeah. From news. yesterday. Let's just say it's news. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with my recent cancellation uh, oh. of of uh, the USA Today. Mm. USA Today. You know why? Because they don't have comics. That's right. They do not. Well, yep. they kind of do. They get uh, those stupid poll things. You like those, don't you? Those are those fun. Are comics. You mean the, the graphs and yeah, charts? kind of drawn out. You know, they you draw mean the them. Pictures? <laughs> you mean the small pictures? Yeah, the little pictures. Like, they go. Oh, let's see what the pie chart is up to today. <laughs> oh, that rapscallion pie chart. Pie chart. What are you up to? <laughs> no, they're, I mean, they're creative. They don't always just, you know, it's not just standard charts. Yes. They it's do not stuff. just all a, a, a wall of text. This is yeah. true. So that's number seven on the list. Oh. Um, uh, combined seven million readers uh, daily. They have an amazing, but, but a lot more million, a lot more downloads on mobile devices. Twenty-one million downloads for the uh, for their um, for their app. I'm going to share with you guys in the Discord one of the charts that they're most famous for. Here you go. Enjoy this okay. because I hope so. I won't get to see. Oh, you're putting it. I'm in gonna, I won't get this. Yeah. I won't get to see oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love that one. How about you describe <laughs> it to me then? Yeah. Oh, it's uh, it's the sun, and it's measuring the heat index, mm-hmm. and uh, the thermometer that it's grabbing and making a face is kind of bulbous at the bottom and long <laughs> and narrow at the top. Yeah, and, I don't uh, have to see it now. You don't have to see it. Yeah, but you now know. You'll look Let's later. Let's just say it's uh, there's a little bit of tubing going on. Yeah, there's uh, a little bit this, of tubing uh, on this graph. Little Jeffrey tubing <laughs> going on. All right. Tubing. Uh, so you said USA. Don't you like it? This poor guy. I think his name is just going to become a euphemism for. <laughs> no, it totally is already. Have, yes. That guy's. I yes. see it everywhere lately. Um, all right. So let's oh, go with um, LA Times. Has to be in yeah, there. That's a good LA Times. A very good one. Finally, we're off the odd numbers. The LA Times, number six on the circulation list. Get off the East Coast. Um, daily readership of the paper, 1.4 million, 2.5 million on Sunday, mm-hmm. and then 22 million unique uh, LA Times visitors on their website monthly. Okay. Been serving Southern California for more than 133 years. Wow. Wow. That's Even a, during the fire? 
even during the even fire. During the Sweet. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with the 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 tribe. Going to go with the Tribune, the Chicago Tribune. Chicago Tribune. Mm. Uh, yes, founded in 1847. Uh, it's the flagship publication of the Chicago Tribune th- Media Group. Mm-hmm. There's one more big publication I can think of, and after that, you're out. No, wait, wait. I have another one. Okay, okay I have two All more. Right. Maybe. No. Okay. Well, thanks I'm for the sure preview. Thanks for the preview. I'm not sure about that. We're glad to have your preview. That's fantastic. Um, all right. Uh, so I do that said, for me, not you. No, I know. You said Chicago Tribune. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't say that. That's no. not what I said. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. <laughs> Tribune. Sorry, I said Tribune. <laughs> um, trying to remember which one Siskel worked for and which one Ebert worked for. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to say anything else. That's what I'm trying to think. That's so funny you say that. That's exactly what was going through my head right That's now. Your, yeah. So, Tribune and Chicago. Oh, jeez. I didn't say Chicago. Why does he keep saying that? You did say Chicago. Oh, Shut I mean, up. You didn't say Chicago. He's I don't trying know to throw You're me. You're supposed to help. He's trying to throw me. <laughs> <laughs> um, these are top ten. Oh, I can't think of the other one. Chicago, is it? Dick? Go with the Utah connection. No, we're not doing the Salt Lake Tribune. It uh, is. It's not the top. It's ten. huge. It's not Everybody's ordering it. I have two copies right here. Uh, sure you do. We have a comics page, so you're good one there. One for the bathroom. One for the one for the kitchen. I read yeah. it both places. <laughs> um. How big is, is 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 the standard newspaper? You think? What is, how many, what's, what's how the, many pages? How many inches? A newspaper. Oh. Well, they have. A I remember it There's being. I mean, I never measured it, but I know it was all. You got to fold. Yeah. Usually, yeah. I mean, most of them. A, standard. Uh, not tabloid, but the um, yeah tabloid broadsheet, would be broadsheet right, format broadsheet. was like um, all folded. Like, uh, well, it I was folded. Say. It was by almost eleven by fifteen. I mean, eleven, 11 by, by 17, seventeen, almost. Yeah. Right. So yeah. half of. The yeah. Times is pretty mm-hmm. freaking big. I know that. Mm-hmm. It's a big old wide job. All right, I'm yeah. going with Boston Globe. I, I can't think of the <laughs> Chicago one, so Boston Globe. Give the me Boston, Boston Globe. Globe, number ten on the list. Oh, good the job! The newspaper in New England uh, oh. is the Boston Globe. All right, in New England. <laughs> well, I have a feeling that every time I go to the coffee shop, I guess I see those those rich people. And their Wall Street journals. I'm sure they're still going with the old school paper type, right? They're not. Yeah, for sure. Um, that one's uh, huge. Number two on the list is the Wall Street Jun- uh, Journal with 2.2 million subscribers. See, I, th- I would have thought that would have been the top one. That's when I, I forgot was... about that. Yeah. These um these top three old or people four, love their papers and their money. Yeah. Yeah. These top two, three or four actually bounce around and um, uh, swap circulation. Like I said, New York Post. Surprising that it's number one now. It didn't used to be number one. Okay, so really, there's uh, two left on the list. You guys haven't named, so you guys are doing great. Got eight out of ten. The f- I don't know even know if this is right. It's just coming to my mind. The Philadelphia Inquirer. Oh, the Philly Inquirer. Uh, it is a good one, and, and I've been there. I've done installations there, and they are. Ah. Oh no! Damn it! That's right, though. It's the name of it, right? It's the Philadelphia Absolutely Inquirer. Absolutely, the Philly Inquirer, yes. And I am so glad that <laughs> Scott went first because I was all Were you out? out? The, I, other, yeah. the other Chicago paper you're trying to think of is the Chicago Sun-Times. They're oh, almost the literally Sun-Times. across the street from each other. 
Yes. But no, it's good you didn't say because you would have lost earlier with that one. Uh, I did a tour of that building. What am I thinking? I tore <laughs> <of> that building. <laughs> I was you? I was in a high. It was in high school, but still, I should have known. Yeah. Okay, uh, San Francisco so, Chronicle, the gen says, and uh, nope, oh. they are also out. The last two, another New York City. Wait, wait, let me guess one. Oh, yeah, I want to guess one. Wait, 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 wait. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so I'm going to go with. Uh, 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 I'm going to go with the Daily Bugle. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Nailed yes, it. absolutely. They can only get me some pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, well done. Uh, the da- the Daily New York Planet. Newsday yeah. is uh, number eight on the list. And the Minneapolis Newsday. Star Tribune still rocking at number nine. Wow. But, um, Newsday. What am I thinking? Newsday. It doesn't seem right. It does. Well, it well. Is. I'm thinking of Newsweek. Why am I not? Why can't I imagine Newsday? Because Newsday, Newsday is. I can't. Uh, Newsday is every day. I can't see the. another. Newsday every day compared to, to Newsweek, which is weekly. Which is weekly, yeah. Uh, so. Um, Newsday, I believe, is another tabloid format, kind of like the New York Post. So the National Enquirer nowhere on this list, or did you say that? Nowhere on this okay. list. Okay, no, right. so that's no, a bunch no. of bullshit. Every time you see it, you just look at it and go. Not oh, only yeah, is absolutely. it all stupid, but nobody's no one buying gets it. that delivered to their home. You yeah. just pick that up at the at the grocery store, right? That's right, that's, exactly. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if you. I imagine you can get it mailed to you, but uh, who does yeah. that? You have to put. Uh, you'd right have, you'd have to have a headline that. that says George Miller lives with a live pig and calls him Babe. I'd pick that up. <laughs> Would you know? I yeah, don't think you would. I would just would so that you? I could hang that page up. That's it. That's all I'd want it for. I don't want to read it. I don't want any of that. But that's just about think, what you'd have to do for me to pick. Up. I don't even know if I'd pick up a National Enquirer if I was on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of the last time I you won't believe the, the shocking secret we reveal about Brian Ibbett on page five. Yeah, nah, I mean, right. if they did, out. if they did like a you know frog pants expose, I would get it. And even if it was wrong and horrible, I'd still get it. Yes. But that's the only context that in which I would ever purchase that thing. Who buys those? <laughs> Who does? No one, right? That's nobody. So nobody buys those, and that's why it's not even on the list. Well, f. f but good f job. Ball. Good job, you guys. Yeah, Pat. Pat, here's the deal. Pat. You you won, and you picked the right horse. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. That means you get all these prizes, and to uh, achieve them or receive them, rather, you have to send an email to Brian Ibbett, Coverville at gmail.com. He will hook you up. Do you have anything to say about your win? I'm glad that Dunaway came through, but I'm with you, Scott. I was I was surprised there wasn't some oddball uh, paper on there, like the National Enquirer or some like religious mm-hmm. uh, publication that goes out to, to a bunch of people that we wouldn't have thought. But yeah, close. I thought we could yeah. get all ten. Like, what's the uh, the Christian Times? What's the, that called? Um, um, the Christian. Ah, there's a Christian paper called the Science right. Christian. Not the Watchtower, right? You're talking about um, No, no, no. That's that wouldn't be in circulation. It's a no. uh Christian uh Science Daily. Monitor. Christian Science oh, yeah, Monitor. Christian Science Monitor, yes. Is that a thing? Is yeah, that no, on not there? on the list. Yeah. Not on the list. And um USA Today is probably the weirdest one on the list. And I think that one really has yeah, I mean, because it's not one that I only only knew it because I subscribed digitally and they made me an offer to get the print and I started to do that. Mm. Okay. And then they ended up charging me twice and then I ended up having to cancel. And that was like I had to call them and talk to somebody. And it was I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, y'all are really bucking the whole digital thing, aren't you? You just won't even I only subscribe. Uh, I only subscribe to USA Today for two or three days at a time. Whenever I stay at a Holiday Inn Express, and then I cancel <laughs> <Right>. my subscription <laughs> when I check out. 
a one-time subscription one night. That's one right, night exactly. Only. Yeah, yes. come oh, straight to your this, door. Look at this graph. Yeah. It's almost comics. Yeah. For me, yeah. my subscription to well, USA I Today. That, was, I got to see what Scott put in the Discord. Yes, it, was a, it was phallic shaped. Yeah, go look at very, it. But my very. my USA Today subscription would start when I got to Denny's. And when I read it there, and then when I left, <laughs> right, exactly. that'd be about it. Um, I was going to say, oh, Christian Science Monitor sounds like a a religious uh, yet scientifically minded lizard. That's what that sounds like to me. I think it sounds like uh, I think it sounds like a conspiracy theory. Mm. We're the Christian Science Monitors. Oh, we're monitoring. We're let, like yeah, we're not going to let you science people. Mm. As of 2011, the uh, print circulation for the Christian Science Monitor is 75,052. Whoa. 52. We're counting everybody. Round up? No, <laughs> sir. No, we're counting everybody. Not rounding it up. Forget it. We don't round up here. It's an exact science with some Christian stuff thrown in. <laughs> uh, all right. Well done. Dunaway, you helped somebody win some stuff, and that is awesome. Well done on that. And uh, this weekend, we'll be doing Film Sack, although we've already recorded it. People just didn't know it, but we did Poltergeist, right. and it's airing this yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. This weekend we'll be pretending that we did film yep. sack. And yep. uh in fact Brian and I will be doing a play date when we would normally be recording film sack. And that's right. uh, it's because one of us is out of town and that's so sometimes we double up and that sort of thing. But uh yes, poltergeist. Which, the original. Brian Dunaway, feel free to join us for a play date Saturday morning since you already oh, have yeah. That time yeah. for uh for film sack. Yeah, if you what got time will that be? It was film sack time. It'll be Excellent. normal film sack time, yeah. Nice. Uh, Eleven AM your time if you're interested. So uh, uh yeah, I, I I know when it happens we're we're playing <laughs> we're playing the new bunt the new jackbox 7 thing with all the new games oh yeah I, but i don't know if i can or not uh my graphics suck so much it's just your phone you only need your phone that's all you got you got good graphics on your phone don't worry you're you that's <laughs> all you you're, need. Yeah, your split screen garbage freaking stream from last night shouldn't stop you. <laughs> Remember to subscribe to twitch.tv forward slash Brian Dunaway for really low pixelated gaming. Fantastic oh. idea. Bye now. Don't rub your thermometer very long. No, please don't. Okay. Yeah. Well, we did it. We did it. We did. We, we did. Have, we have time for We one did of that. These. But yeah, we, we did that. Yeah, but we're going to do this. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. In the news this morning, good morning. We're going to rip a couple stories out, maybe one. Uh, let's do the That's news. Right. It's brought to you by. Brought to you by Coverville. Big announcement. Beep, 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 beep. I kind of teased this uh, last week or I was mulling the idea over, and now I'm making it official. Coverville is moving to Thursdays for the live stream. Uh, podcast will go up right afterwards, as usual. Mm -hmm. um, but. Uh, uh, for the next four weeks. So basically this week and then the first three weeks of November are all going to be Thursday episodes of Coverville, but we're going to be back to Wednesday for the day before Thanksgiving Beatles uh, annual Thanksgiving double shot. So the annual Wednesday Thanksgiving uh, Beatles deal is still intact. It'll still be on a Wednesday. It'll still be minimal interruptions and lots of indie covers of great Beatles songs. But for the next four episodes, Thursday... Nice. Will be the day for Coverville. Friday's still going to be guess the connection, and um, and things lighten up. That makes the the week lighten up a little bit because uh, it means I have to push soundography recording with Hammond to Tuesdays, and we'll see. We'll see how it goes. A little shift aroundy got going there. That's right. That's yeah. right. Still at Coverville.tv. Fantastic. Well, good news, everybody. Kentucky Fried Chicken is selling its fried chicken scented fire logs at Walmart now. You can get them now. Of course they are. Yeah. I mean, boy, is there, a, is there a more Walmart-sounding thing than KFC fried chicken scented fire logs? For sure. 
uh, if you want to get yours, get in there now because times are burning and you only got a little way to go until you get to your uh, uh, to your the holidays where you need a chicken burning in the fireplace. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost bummed that we have a gas fireplace because I'd like to pick some of these up and I bet I bet I could have Tristan pick some up for us. Oh, you totally could. You should. Yeah, I guess we have a neighbor's fire pit. We could always just borrow their little fire pit thing. And oh, uh, I want to know what these smell like. This is a great idea. Too. How do I do that? I don't have a good way to do this either. We have a fake fireplace thing. Just dig a hole in um, your backyard. Yeah. Uh, put some rocks around it. Yeah. And uh, and then what? And, uh, then, then what the do we do? And then throw the logs into the into the pit and set them on fire. Okay. See, I knew you'd know. Uh, here's the deal. Yeah. KFC brought back its, fi- its fried chicken scented 11 herbs and spices fire log for a third year. So they've been doing this for a while. We talked about it last year, I think. And this time, it's sold exclusively at Walmart. That's the only place you can get it. You can't even get it at KFC, which seems really dumb to me. But anyway, mm. available at select... a lot of storage to stock that. Oh, yeah, right? Like, at a, at a KFC? Like, where <laughs> are you need, even going to keep They need it? room for their double downs and their... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> We're going to put all your nuggets or your strips or whatever it is you got there. Exactly. Plus, Jim, Jim Gaffigan's uh, apartment takes up too much room in the back of KFC. Yeah, he's not taken anymore, he said. He's done. He's done. Uh, it says here, available at select stores uh, and on the Walmart uh, e-commerce site. <laughs> Is that what it says? <laughs> yeah. Why would they call that the Walmart e-commerce oh, on site? the Walmart e-commerce site. <laughs> Say walmart.com, you weirdos. That's weird. I bought these. Uh, I bought this power cord on the Amazon e-commerce site. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> Who says that? Nobody says that. Nobody says Not that. Not 2020. Jeez Louise. Anyway, <laughs> currently priced at $15.88 and will be available only until supplies last, which probably would be quick. No one in this world, we're just going to burn right through them. <laughs> burn through them. Get it. Ah, Log. burn right through them. Yeah, didn't mean that at first. But anyway, the item will also be available in Canada for the first time in the coming weeks. So Canadians, we have a lot of Canadian listeners. Get excited. The 11 Herbs and Spices Fire Log is made in partnership with Envirolog, an environmentally conscious consumer product environmentally conscious <laughs> um, I haven't heard that in a while you get it? You know the <laughs> and recycling company based in Georgia that's Georgia uh, the item is sold out over the last two years with demand increasing according to a statement from Ross McRoy founder of, of Envirolog uh, <laughs> I don't know why that's funny so, I don't either but it's funny that you find it funny that uh, made me laugh I snorted even <laughs> uh, KFC is part of the Yum Brands uh, Corporation, of course, which includes Taco Bell and Pizza Hut. By the way, uh, Taco Bell now using DoorDash, so we we did Taco Bell the other night just because we didn't know what else to do. <laughs> Not a great option on DoorDash. It's just kinda... no. I mean, boy, it's uh, that's a way to guarantee. You know, sometimes you you buy those tacos and it's like, ooh. One of our five tacos isn't smashed. This is a way to guarantee that number five is going to arrive smashed as well. Yeah, pretty much a guarantee. And if you yeah. have like a hard shell taco, forget it. Forget well, that's it. what I'm saying. Oh, you're yeah. saying a hard shell. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. saying the hard shell taco. Because our you burritos, we also got burritos, bean and cheese burritos, and they were just flat. Yeah. They're just flat and gross. Yeah. It was bad, Brian. It was bad. Regrets. Yeah, I can't I imagine re- it'd be good. I can't imagine it'd be good. It I was probably somebody, he probably set somebody's uh, Panera bread order on top of it and, and broke it all, good smashed point. it all. His name was Rico, by the way. That was Rico. Driver's name. His name was Rico, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I like it when a driver is. Was he suave? <laughs> he was not suave. <laughs> he was more like, I don't know, middle-aged father of three kind of looking guy. Gotcha. Not All very right. suave. Um, anyway, 
By the way, their stock went up when they, this got announced. Oh, no. Yum! Brand stock slipped 1.5% for the oh. year to date. Uh, and S&P oh, gained 5.3% for the period in the S&P 500. So well done, KFC. You're holding steady. Holding steady. <laughs> That's right. All right. So let's say let's say you don't want the fried chicken smelling mm. uh, fire log. Mm-hmm. What fast food item would you want your fire log to smell like? Would you want it to smell like a Doritos Locos taco? Oh. Does it have to be branded, or can it just be a kind of food? I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow I'll it. Allow it. Uh, <laughs> like a pizza, like a pepperoni pizza log. There you go. That's that's good. That's a like an yeah. oven baked pizza smell through your house. Oh, uh, mm. I'm gonna say Cinnabon. No, that's not. Give bad. me a give me a fire log that smells like Cinnabon. That's good <laughs> holiday choice, right there. It is right. Yes, no, everything will smell desserty. That's the one place you walk by in the mall. Oh, I remember malls that, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh man, that's that place. That place knows how to pipe out the scents. Yeah, it does. I miss malls, to be honest. It was such an important part of our growing up and yeah. I'm not even talking COVID here. Like they were on the way out regardless. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's a mess, but, uh, it bums me out. Like there was the arcade, there was the food court, there was the thing. And these still exist. Claire's obviously. boutique. Yeah, Claire's the, Boutique. The Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, uh, Walden Books. Uh, oh, yeah. Right next to the... Uh, uh, right next to the B. Dalton. Yeah. <laughs> you get them both. Yeah. It's some big balls. You have both of them. Yeah. Uh, Spencer's. Who else? Um, uh, Sam Goody. Sam Goody. <laughs> right. I forgot about Sam Goody. <laughs> and, uh, now they, and now, what's the uh, kind of rebellious teenager uh, go in there and get a bunch hot, of t-shirts? Hot, hot topic. topic. There you go. Yeah. That's the Hot one. topic. Yeah. And then Sparrow after, and then... Yeah. You know, throwing pennies little into arch, a little fountain. Arch Julius. Oh, we had the, our, our arcade was called the Gold Mine. We'd go there. How funny! We had one. I think that was called the Gold Mine at Westminster Mall. Oh, maybe it was a chain. Like had a the the only theming they did was around the entrance where the gate would come down. There were like uh like wood, you know, like you'd see holding up in a mine, like those mm-hmm. those wooden uh, slats. Oh, right. Yeah, and maybe I think maybe even a lantern or something. And sure, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, the chat are saying, "Oh, malls are terrible." It's good they're finally going away. I don't know, man. I have fond feelings. We would yeah. hang, we would yeah. hang out there, you know. Mm-hmm. And here's what they need to do. So they're making a new Mall Rat sequel. Okay, are they really? They are. And when okay. they do this, this is great because when they do this, this is how they should handle this. They should have, um, all the actors come back, but now they're in their. 40s and early 50s because that's how old they would have been from Mallrats mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and they've got families or they've got lives some of them don't some of them do whatever but the goal will be the big mall that they've all known for all these years is getting torn down and they have to come together to figure out a way to save the mall oh I like that that's your will, um, will, uh, will the nurse from Three's Company come back with her third nipple yeah, according to what I've read the entire cast is returning I don't know wow I don't know about her for sure, but I, yeah. uh, you know, like Ben Affleck's coming back and well, uh, Stan Lee's not coming. Back. <laughs> I forgot Stan Lee was on it. No. Crap. But like Earl, what's his name? My name is Earl Christopher Lee. Not oh, Christopher yeah, Jason Lee. Lee. Jason Lee. <laughs> Christopher Lee. I am back. Sorry, Jason, is that right? Jason, Jason Lee. Yeah, yeah, Jason Lee. You are correct. I was yeah. wrong with I was wrong with Christopher Lee. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but mine didn't, Jason Lee didn't sound right either. Once I said it, I think it's right, isn't it? Jason I think Lee that sounds right. Yeah, I love huh. Jason Lee. He's great. 
Anyway, and, uh, when that happens, sure, yeah, we'll see what they do. And Jason Muse is he? Can we can we wrestle Jason Muse uh, back from his uh, his rigorous oh. <laughs> schedule? I mean, he's got so much else going on that I right. just can't imagine he's got time. But uh, yeah, probably make that happen. Anyway, oh, if they don't do that cool. storyline, they're not doing it right. Okay. Uh, break time. When we come back, Tom's Tech Time. That's right. Tom Merritt here talking about the day's tech stories. And we got recommendals today. It's Sans Nicole, but we've got a recommendation from her anyway, plus stuff we brought. So stick around for all of that. In the meantime, why don't you play us a song, Brian? Okay, I will. Uh, I'm a big fan of Australian musicians whose Australian accent kind of comes through when they're singing and uh jess Locke is a great example of that she's got a brand new album called don't ask yourself why don't just don't do it don't ask you well not, not all of that is the title just mm. don't ask yourself why listen this thing doesn't come out until uh march 26th of next year so you've got a lot of time to enjoy the singles that she's going to be releasing starting with this one uh, it is, uh, it's a song about destruction as both a positive and negative force destruction, destru- as she says, destruction of the old can be necessary in order to make way for new and better things. It can be strategic, revolutionary, inspired by a vision of what's to come next, but destruction can also be reactionary and misdirected born out of chaos and fear and not really conducive to real change. I agree. And I like this song a lot. The song is called destroy everything. Here is Jess Locke. <laughs>
Hey guys, I want to talk to you today about Magic Spoon. I can't believe how much I like Magic Spoon. I have to, okay, real talk here. I was skeptical because growing up as a kid, cereal was like the best thing, right? Sugar cereal. Hey mom, I want, you know, whatever sugar cereal you got. But now as an adult, can't really eat that stuff anymore. Can't do the carbs, can't do the sugar, can't do the unhealthy parts of things, you know? You're trying to trying to live better. So I opened up a box of this amazing Magic Spoon cereal, and I can't believe how good it is. And yet, it's the healthiest thing. So I really, really like it. Um, zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, and only three net car- uh, grams of carbs in each serving. All right? Zero, 12, and three. An amazingly set of low numbers. There are four great flavors, cocoa, Fruity, frosted, and blueberry. I've tried all of them. They're all really good. I think if I had to pick a favorite, though, I'm probably going with fruity and blueberry. Again, it brings out the kid in me, I guess. They taste amazing. Honestly, a little too good to be true. It's just shocking. I I was so skeptical going in. I know I keep pounding on this, but it's true. It's also keto-friendly. So if that's the kind of lifestyle you're living, you're going to love this. Gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. And uh, man, I just love it. Absolutely love it. Um, the 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 big the big kicker for me or the big takeaway is you can eat and feel like you were when you were a kid, and none of this stuff mattered. Didn't matter how full of sugar this stuff was. But as an adult and as a kid now, if you got kids, they're gonna love this stuff. Uh, go ahead and get it. Side note: some of the coolest art I've ever seen on a cereal box. I'm completely sold, and I am not saying that because they're sponsoring. I'm saying it because I mean it. Here's what I want you to do. Go to magicspoon.com slash TMS. Grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use the promo code TMS at checkout and get free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed by 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash TMS. And use that code TMS for free shipping. And we thank them again for sponsoring the show. here to talk to you about our friends at blue chew that's right the sponsored episode is from blue chew blue chew brings you the first chewable with the same fda active ingredients as viagra and cialis Eh, that's something we could all use a little more of right now right you know what i mean you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed guys bluechew.com that's blue like the color blue you can take them anytime day or night even on a full stomach so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Blue Chew is made in the USA. It's prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor or wait in line. It's even cheaper than a pharmacy. And they prepare and ship them right to you in a discreet package. No awkwardness. And you don't need to leave the house. If you could benefit from where, I don't know, the confidence matters. Blue Chew is the fastest way to enhance your performance. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free. When you use our special code TMS, just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E, blue like the color blue, chew.com slash TMS. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the show. Looking for a white lady that's tattooed and dominant and be willing to put me in a dress. And beat the shit out of me. 
call me. Moms don't have time to read books. The Morning Stream. Ah, ah, ah. You didn't say the magic word. And we're back. I really like that a lot. I'm going to listen to that later. Yeah, it's a sweet song. There's yeah. a great video of her just performing it, like sitting down in a park with her guitar. And uh, it's just a... It's just a really sweet, uh, sweet music video. Jess Locke, L-O-C-K-E. The brand new album is called Don't Ask Yourself Why, and it comes out next year, but the single's already available. And she's got another single from the album that uh, you can hear as well. Very nice. Real quick uh, on the uh, soundtrack or or music recommendation uh, tip, I just want to make a quick recommendation. So there's this new game out called Ghost Runner. I streamed some of it yesterday. It's like this cyberpunky sort of future, you know, Blade Runner-y kind of thing. But it's a first-person thing where you're running around with a samurai sword, and it's it's kind of like parkour meets Doom, sort of. But you're playing cool. in a big, like, you know, Blade Runner kind of city and all that sort of stuff. Big story going on. The soundtrack to that thing is slapping. It is so good. Really? Oh, cool. So, going to recommend it. Go check it out. The guy's name is Daniel Deluxe. You can find all his music on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you get your music Uh and he's, oh, any relation to our friend Randy? No, turns out none. No uh, relation at all. Wow, I know. What an odd. Well, up till now, I've only known one deluxe, right? <laughs> That's right, exactly. So we're going to have to call him the Randy Royale from now on or something. <laughs> Randy Royale. Randy Jeez. Royale. It's an old Beastie Boys song. All right, uh, <clears throat> let's get into the uh, following content. It involves adding Tom Merritt to the phone call and uh, having him be okay. a part of this, your favorite morning show. And uh, we'll see what he has to say <laughs> in just a moment when he answers his phone. <laughs> he is <laughs> currently... Like, like, is he going to come into this uh, this USA Today uh, graphic, which I think is hilarious? Oh, right. I forgot. Yeah, people who enter our call now have to deal with what we've talked about. That's right. And it's usually Justin who's like, okay, wait a minute. What is this thing? Yeah, what, what am I looking at here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tom Merritt not answering. I'm going to pause. Okay, we're back. Turns out Tom needs a minute, and that means that we will uh, do recommendals first. That's what we're doing now. Cool. So here's this. Uh, this. All right, time for recommendals without Nicole. She's not here today. She had a meeting and uh, or an appointment or something with one of the kids. So not here, but has a recommendal for us anyway. We'll get to that one in a minute. But this is the chance for us each week to talk about stuff we've seen on streaming services that we recommend for our listeners to watch or sometimes tell them not to uh sort of depends on our experience i suppose uh let's start this week as we always do with brian and his you have two this week so let's start with your first i have two and uh, this one i teased about yesterday people who caught the end of the show and us talking about uh, a certain thing probably have a good idea of what my um what one of my recommendals is going to be and uh that's exactly what it is let's go ahead and play the clip all right here you go it changed everything really changed everything I developed a huge younger following because of that. I remember being in a coffee shop in Springfield, Illinois. There was a guy behind the counter serving coffee who was about 40 years old, and there was a guy who was about 20. And the younger guy looked at me and he goes, I love your music, man. I said, oh, thanks very much. He goes, Overkill, it's my favorite song. I said, thank you. And the older guy looks at him and he looks at me and he goes, you know who that is? And he goes, yeah, he's in Scrubs. And the older guy looks at me and he goes, 
what's scrubs? He was a man at work. And the young guy goes, what's men at work? <laughs> I'm waiting for my real life to begin. That's amazing. So this is that one you talked about yesterday that we stumbled yeah. into. Yeah. This is a uh, documentary about Colin Hay, and it's called Waiting for My Real Life, uh, taken from the title of that song we just heard. Um, he's great. And, um, uh, you know, he, he was born in Scotland, grew up in Scotland, and then moved to Australia with his family when, when Australia was doing this whole big push of uh, getting families from the UK to move there for like 10 pounds just to kind of build up the cities and build up the... Um, uh, build up their workforce and things like that. So it was, it was basically like a, uh, Hey, come here, move here. We'll set you up. We'll make it inexpensive for you just so we can kind of get some, some people living here and, and, um, and helping out. Mm. Um, the documentary is great. It's a, it's not just about men at work. I mean, this thing goes from, um, from the popular, the rise and fall of men at work all the way through to his solo career. Uh, watching this makes, makes me, decide that anytime he comes through Denver, I'm going to go see his shows because oh, wow. it's, um, you see clips from his concerts, his, um, solo concerts, and he's doing storytelling interwoven with the music and such great storytelling. So it's maybe, you know, it's two hours, but you might only get a dozen songs and there's going to be stories in between all those songs. And it sounds amazing. That's great. That's very cool. And I'd love that story. He just told like, yeah whole new generation and uh suddenly discovers him because <laughs> he does an acoustic scrubs. cover on scrubs yeah it's nuts and he gets so many people you know you get a lot of australian musicians and producers and things interviewed for this that's like okay yeah, i can understand them talking about him but then you get like hugh jackman talking about what a legend colin hay is and uh guy pierce and wendy malick who you're wondering like how how is he how are he and wendy malick connected but uh but she's awesome Wow, and then the cast of Scrubs, a lot of people from Scrubs talking about his resurgence because of that, and uh, um, and kind of rediscovery by a whole new generation. So it's called "What uh, Waiting for My Real Life." It's streaming on Amazon Prime, and it is um, it's so good, it's awesome, really good. I'm in 100 percent on that. By the way, this cool. reminds me of <clears throat> a little bit of what Fleetwood Mac's experiencing right now with that dreams me yes right everybody's doing it like it's everywhere someone's doing a cover of of dreams left and right to the point where it's going to get old soon but i know um but still it's like this like moment where and they interviewed um what's her name stevie nicks stevie nicks and she was like i can't believe this is even happening she was like <laughs> it's the weirdest thing i've ever seen in my life so i mean look you know queen had it with uh wayne's world and bohemian rhapsody mm-hmm. um uh, people rediscovering Tears for Fears after Donnie Darko on that cover of Mad World. It's uh, I love it. I love seeing stuff like this happen, mm-hmm. especially when it happens to to good bands and good musicians. All right, tell me about your big number two that you took. Number morning. two oh. is a perfect a perfect watch for this week leading up to Halloween, and um, uh, I think people probably will have a good guess as to what it is. But I'll just say it's a nine-episode series. Oh. <laughs> That's all I think I need to say. All right, here you go. All right, then. Ghost story. Again, this story isn't mine. But it is full of ghosts of all sorts. And if a child gives the effect another turn of the screw, 
do you say to two? The teacher was, by choice, a solitary young woman. Come up to London in trepidation to answer in person an advertisement. Placed by one Lord Henry Wingrave. Regarding his young nephew and niece, who were in need of a new pair. A full-time position, it said, live in at that. In his old family home in Wessex. A great good place, alone in the country. So this is the haunting of Bly House, right? Uh, haunting of Bly Manor, yes. Bly Manor, not uh, house. The, the follow-up series, can't really call it a sequel, the follow-up series to The Haunting of Hill House. Um, it's uh, also by Mike Flanagan, who did the first one, who did such a great job with the first one, but also features Victoria Pedretti, who was in the first one, Henry Thomas. That uh, British voice you're hearing is Carla Gugino, mm. oh. who is, was born in Sarasota, Florida, and does a great British accent. <laughs> sounds yeah, like um, she's great. Sounds like um, uh, Liam, ne- or not Liam Neeson's wife. Uh, um, oh my God, I'm trying to think of her, the actress's name, Rachel. Vice sounds like she sounds like Rachel Vice mm. with her British accent. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For, and I can totally hear that. In fact, I was for a yeah. second there. I thought that's what we were getting, and then I remembered all the 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 story set or the, the talk about moving to going to this house. I was like, oh, this got to be that Bly Manor thing. But she's yep. uh, it's crazy. He used so much of the cast from the first season, even though there's, there's no you know connection yeah, to there's, it. There's a couple nods to like Easter eggs, but. Um, a uh, completely unrelated story. And this one actually takes place um, a lot older, is a lot uh, older of a story, mm. uh, some parts anyway. Yeah. And um, uh, I really enjoyed it. There's, you know, there's mixed reviews on it, um, but I like it as a very different kind of story than The Haunting of Hill House. The Haunting of Hill House is a story about a family. Mm-hmm. This is the story of, of a, it's kind of a love story. Um, but the ghosts involved in this one, I'll just spoiler alert right now. Nobody's going to be surprised by the spoiler. There are ghosts in mm. this one. <laughs> yeah, there are ghosts. Turns out, yeah, it's haunted. Yes. So it's haunted, but, uh, you, the ghosts become more, um, connected to the storyline as opposed to just being fixtures in the background. Mm. And, don't get me wrong. That's what Mike Flanagan ex- excels at is so you watching a scene and then your eye kind of drifts over to the corner where there's a ghost hiding behind a bookshelf. And it's like, oh, my God, the hairs on my arm are standing up. Yeah, I'll watch anything uh, Flanagan makes. I just love that dude. And by the way, uh, she, this uh, Carla Gugini, or how you say her name? Gugino, yeah. <laughs> she is <laughs> She is like his... Um, Oh, I'm trying to think of a good comparison. You know, some directors just drag certain actors around with them all the time. Yes. Yeah. She's, she she's, is that she's, for uh, him. She was in Gerald's right. Game, which he directed. He was in The Bly Manor. He was in The Woman Last Year, The Hill House. Like, they they seem inseparable uh, at this point. He really likes working with her, I guess. For sure. I mean, it's like Christopher Guest kind of always pulling the same stable of actors along with him. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Victoria Pedretti, who uh, she's she's definitely the main uh, actress in this one plays, um, Danny, uh, the, the school teacher, nanny, Mary Poppins, mm. <laughs> that comes to, uh, comes to Bly Manor to watch over the kids. Yeah. I need to just, I need to, man, I need to hurry. Cause Halloween's almost here. I wanted to watch this whole thing you before do. Halloween. And I haven't done Once it you watch it, then go to YouTube and find a video that shows you all of the hidden, um, the hidden ghosts that you missed. Cause 
Tina maybe saw a quarter of them. Mm. Um, and then you watch this thing and it's like, you get those hairs on your arms standing up yet again. And how many scenes you remember watching mm. and don't remember seeing those ghosts in them. So does Henry Thomas do Don a English accent in his return here? He does. He, okay. he does. That's weird. Uh, Henry Wingrave. Weird. Yes. And he pulls it off well too. Okay. What's the era? Because la- the other one was like late seventies, eighties, and then it would jump to the future. What's this set in? This one is um, also eighties, uh, mid to late eighties, uh-huh. but there are aspects of it that take place a lot older than that. Okay, I'm down. I'm down. Yeah, I'm gonna see it. You would. You- it all has to take place before the real big advent of cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. Sure, why not? All right. right. There you go. Excellent. Do you walk more? Specifically 1987. It's 1987, Brian. Brian, 1987. All right, walk more. Takes place in 1987. Jeez Louise. All right. Here's, I have two this week as well. One's more quick than the other, but here's my first. You're going to know what this is immediately, but uh, one of my favorite scenes and the reason I'm recommending it so highly. So here it is. I, uh, Jew. Yeah, I'm Jewish, yeah. Very nice weather uh, we have been controlling. You are Jewish? Um, yes. No, you are not Jewish. Listen, don't don't be afraid of me. But please don't eat me alive. Do I look like I eat people? Uh, I'm an old, good woman. Yes. Look at me, I'm Jewish. Do I have a long nose? Look at me. No. You can touch my nose. What? Look at me. You see, is it long? No, it's, it's a small one. Exactly like your nose. Look at Doris. Does she have a long nose? A little bit bigger than yours. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's Borat That's too. Borat, definitely. Yeah. yeah, although I guess the full name is, I want to give it credit here. What subsequent movie film? Or yeah, there it like is. That. Borat's subsequent movie film uh, <laughs> just came out. It's on Amazon Prime. It's a direct to prime deal probably would have been in theaters in a different year but uh they put it on prime directly and it was i guess prime funded but anyway it's a sequel to the now old borat movie uh no kidding when did that come out oh six jeez wow 14 years yeah i i'm always amazed sasha baron cohen sasha baron cohen is such a master at being able to stay in character at things that would normally just crack you up and being able to kind of keep it keep it going straight faced and uh no oh, it's his superpower yeah. literally like it is a superpower without like it he doesn't have a career like it's his whole thing um and, and he's so good you're right he's so good at it and in this one especially and they even lean into this idea that everyone knows who Borat is now so you can't uh-huh. just fake it again he right. can he comes to America again and everybody's like Borat want to get a picture and they chased him down the street trying to get him to so they make it part of the story that he has to hide himself because he became famous after his last movie film. Um, it is, it is, uh, it's all great. the things you expect from Borat, which is expose people for some kind of rotten stuff, and the Rudy Giuliani thing is freaking gnarly. When no matter That's, how much he uh, denies it, it is, it is, it is freaking weird, Brian. It is. Weird. Wow, I can't. That's the one I really. I mean, that's that's the selling point of this one, right? Like figuring out the um the whole Giuliani thing especially the fact that yeah everybody knows Borat how does Giuliani not know Borat well I, I won't spoil anything but there's a reason okay. Giuliani's not cued into the Borat thing 
Gotcha. And so you'll okay. you'll 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 be blown away. Now, what really makes this sequel special, and the reason I'm going to recommend it, because normally I just kind of watch it and go, "Huh, Borat too. That was all right," uh, is because this movie has heart, and it has way more heart than I thought it would have or deserved. Like that the moment, first one, w- way more heart than the first one, right? Because the first one was like a. Uh- two hours of basically punking yeah it was a lot of punking and that was kind of it and there's you know that's fine and whatever usually those things are really squirmy for me and they're hard for me to watch and and there are parts of this that are like that but this actually has a story that i that i can get behind and this revelation that is maria baklova how you say her name the girl that plays his daughter she's in her 20s but she plays his 15 year old daughter Mm-hmm. And she comes to America with him. I won't tell you anything else about that. Okay. But she is, it's like she was grown in a lab by Sasha Baron Cohen. It's like he said, <laughs> really very okay. nice. And came up with this perfect, like version of a thing he needed for his sequel. She's so good. She's so good. Like, I can't wait oh, to cool. see what else she does. Cause she's so fantastic in this that I cannot say enough about her. She's amazing. Um, but but there are moments in this of like real heart, like the part in the Jewish temple where he where I just played the clip from mm-hmm. yeah. is a bunch of that's played for laughs. He's all dressed up with all the stereotypes, got a bag of money and a long nose and all this because he he's he's actually going there to to he thinks he's committing suicide by going in there because the Jew because uh, the Jews all <laughs> the story about the Jews yeah. he thinks are true and they're not at all of course and he goes in there and these sweet old ladies are there and they that scene goes on and on and they are so wonderful these people. They're so kind-hearted, and they're real. And that part has a lot of heart. There's another lady in the film, uh, this black lady in Georgia, I want to say they were. Anyway, Mm -hmm. she's helping the daughter decide what to do with a bunch of life choices. And again, don't want to spoil anything. I want to just hug that woman. She was one. She was wonderful. So this move, this is the this is a Borat movie that isn't just about scuzzballs being exposed for being scuzzballs or bad ideologies being Mm -hmm. you know sort of drug out and people being tricked into saying things that they actually feel or all that that's there but it's not just that this time it's more than that and i really loved it (laughs) i really liked it. really oh cool all right i'm I'm in i'm totally in i think i've talked tina into watching it too so i love that might be that might be our watch uh, a thing tonight and i'm telling you it's this maria bakala bakalova from she's a romanian actress she's unbelievable in this like she's just Mm -hmm. I won't say she steals it, but she kind of does. Yeah. Like she kind of yeah. kind of does because she's just so perfect for the thing. She's the one that Giuliani gets weird with. Okay. And the way yeah, she handles it is looking great. anything up about her because I don't want any spoilers for the show, but uh she's just awesome. Just can't say enough about her. Um anyway, Borat subsequent movie film <laughs> on uh, Prime, go watch it. All right, here's my second one real quick. It's a fast one. A reading from the Holy Gospel. Which one's ours? According to Mark. She doesn't send a photo. Her family probably don't even own a camera. She'll find area but overwhelming at first just because of how advanced everything is here. All the cracker stuff we have. They have some pretty cracker stuff where she comes from Dern. Oh, really? Like what? Disease? Poverty? No. You can get this wee woman made of wood, right? You pull her apart, and inside her there's an even weir wooden woman, and you pull the weir wooden woman apart. Are you talking about Russian dolls? Okay. 
<laughs> so this uh, series. Well, I don't know what that is. I was going to say, I was going to ask if you made any, uh, if it rung mm. any bells, but. No, Brooklyn, the series. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Dairy Girls. It's a series on oh. uh, Netflix. Yeah, that's where we watched okay. it. Kim and I burned through this thing and there are three seasons. They're all very short. Um, we ripped through them or maybe there's only two right now and there's one coming. I can't remember. Um, but we just tore through it and it's great. It's set in the eighties, uh, late eighties when things are going real bad with the, uh, the IRA and bombings in, in, uh, Ireland and you know, just that whole mess was happening, but mm-hmm. this is not, this doesn't focus on that at all. It's just kind of the backdrop. It's about these girls at a girl's school uh, they're in this town called Derry. It's called Derry Girls. I should tell you the name of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you did. Oh, did I? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just funny and delightful and heartfelt. And that girl that was talking to the end about the nest, Russian nesting dolls is this cousin to the main girl. Her name is Louisa Harland is her real name. She plays Orla. Funniest freaking side character I've seen in a long time. She's really? great. Uh, there's a boy uh, named James who ends up in the school and he's the only boy in this entire girls school, but he becomes <laughs> part of their crew and it's just lovely. It's a great time. I laughed out loud. The only warning I would have is there are going to be some people who are not used to really thick Irish accents mm-hmm. and you're going to go, wait, what did he say? Like you're going to have a little bit of a Brad Pitt in uh, um snatch snatch mm-hmm. kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. Uh We've we rolled right into it. And it was no problem, but you could put on subtitles if it's a problem. Yeah, it, it's what I did with um, Peaky Blinders. We, we did subtitles for uh, Peaky Blinders just to make sure we didn't miss anything. And there's a we're lot getting of, about eighty percent of it, and yeah, yeah, and that totally works. And there's a lot of like mm-hmm. swearing, but it's Irish swearing, so it's it's like nothing. It doesn't even <laughs> sound like swearing. So somebody gets called a slag probably yeah, at some point. Yeah, and you know, instead of the f word, it's like feckin'. Things like that. Yeah. <laughs> right. I love that. Yeah. So I think you and Tina would love this show. It's I just, think Tina already watched it. I want to say that Tina already binged it. So it might just be, might just be me having to watch this one. Yeah. You might want to. And the other thing is the music. You're going to love it because it's tons of like late eighties, early nineties, like new wave and just stuff. You're going to immediately go, Oh my gosh, high school's back. We're back in high school. It's going to be, it's, awesome. it's, it's very good. So check it out. Dairy girls. Uh, all seasons available that are available up on Netflix now. And I think it's actually listed as an original. So it's one of those brought over the seas oh, sort of right. Netflix deals. Cool. Um, Claire then, Gack in our chat room says that if you want to know what she sounds like, it's a lot like uh, the girls in Dairy Girls. Dude, really? Oh, Claire Gack. You're now my favorite <laughs> person. I have a thing for those accents. I have loved yeah. them. I don't mean yeah. like in a sex way. I mean like. like oh, really? Because I mean, I mean in a sex way. <laughs> I mean, that's, I could listen. That's to one it. of the things I'm looking most forward to going to Ireland next year, taking Tina for her birthday to Ireland, and uh, I'm just gonna like uh, bathe in those accents the whole time I'm there. Yeah, even like an old man. Ah, just love that accent so much. Oh, okay, that's that. That's <laughs> <my time. laughs> hey, welcome to Ireland, young man. <laughs> anyway, it's great. You should watch it, Dairy Girls, uh, and. Uh, my other one was Borat too. Brian's were remind people the names since we don't uh, it was uh, the haunting of Bly Manor and um, Colin Hay waiting for my real life. But before we go, we got to give Nicole's recommendal because she did leave us with one. Right, and you're the best one to deliver it because you and Carter, or at least Carter, loves this. Yeah, thing. it's awesome. So it's a cartoon. It's called Over the Garden Wall. Most of you will probably hear me say that and go, "Oh, I know what that is," and uh, that's because you're already in on it. If you haven't heard of it, uh, you're missing out. This is a rad. Very short-lived series. 
uh, one season is all came out in 2014 and Nicole had just discovered it uh, created by Katie Krentz and Patrick McHale. You, you'll know them from a lot of other animated work, but it stars Elijah Wood, Colin Dean, uh, a bunch of cool actors. Uh, Melanie Linsky plays Beatrice. Anyway, mm. fantastic short lived series that deserves to live on. Um, cool. But if you like things like Gravity Falls or Hilda, it's that it's in that vein, even a little Steven Universe ish, I would say. Um, it's really, really fantastic. And the artwork is insane. So uh, go check it out. Over the Garden Wall, available on Netflix. And this, again, a lot of people are hearing this going, yeah, yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah, I'd never heard of this thing. So yeah. I'm glad she brought it up. Uh, all right. Well, on that note. Things are a little backwards today. Let's see. Where are we here? Okay. We're going to try to call Tom now. Okay. And do tech time in that order. See, did we finally pull him away? I know he likes to spend a good 10, 20 minutes with the hairdryer, just getting his, uh, his yeah. hair just right. Yeah. Post-shower treatments on the hair, uh, all that fun stuff, of course. With the computer, as with any tool, <laughs> the concept and direction must come from the man. That man is Tom Merritt, who joins us now with <laughs> possibly damp hair. I mean, not wet hair, but damp hair. You know, that's fine. Uh, no, it's dry now, finally. Oh, uh, oh good. Yeah. Uh, daylight saving time? Um, <laughs> World Series party? No. Uh, no. Uh, no okay, you could blame, you could blame the World Series party. Yeah. Oh, yeah, World Series uh, England, no. huh? I'll, I'll, I'll honestly give you the real explanation. This is not an excuse. It's the real explanation. Uh, Sarah Lane and I had to switch headlines days mm. because she had some stuff going on at her house yesterday. So I did Daily Tech headlines yesterday. I usually do it on Wednesday. That just threw me off. I yep. forgot today was Wednesday because yep. I wasn't doing headlines. <laughs> this happens. And uh, we, of course, have no problem. We are here at, the, at your pleasure, honestly. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Like, exactly. I, I look that, at that's it as right. A, it is an honor right. to have Tom here. The we, fact that even players are so Brian. I do. I really feel that way. So you you could always. You, that aggressiveness was quite passive. <laughs> Passive aggressive. Because I was laying it on pretty thick. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's good to have you here. Ah, uh, no, I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, there's a uh, there's there's a lot going on in the tech world uh, policy wise today, but it's not all wrapped up. In fact, it may not even all be clear by the time we do the show. I can't I can't quite tell though. It got an early start, but uh, Jack Dorsey, Sundar Pichai, and Mark Zuckerberg are testifying in front of a congressional committee. Uh, about Section 230, mm. uh, and the the Republicans on the committee, because uh, it's a Senate committee, so it's it's led by the Republican Party, uh, are asking them about uh, bias, uh, bias in editorial, whether Section 230 uh, should be modified or repealed, uh, because they they tend to favor viewpoints uh, over others. And uh, and so, yeah, that that that's what's going on is all three of those Sundar Pichai regarding YouTube uh, and, of course, Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg regarding Twitter and Facebook uh, defending themselves and explaining uh, why, why they think Section 230 should continue to apply to them. Zuckerberg apparently has said he's OK with modifying it. Uh, Dorsey uh, had a had a more limited defense saying it works fine. What you need to do is come up with new legislation if you want to have different things happen. Mm. Uh, so he kind of pushed it back on Congress a little. But uh, there's an episode of Know a Little More at knowalittlemore.com about Section 230. If you really want to understand what's going on with it, uh, it is widely misunderstood uh, because it's glibly described uh, by people who want you to think it does something so that they can then propose their criticism or solution. But really all Section 230 does is say, if you are online and you are allowing comments, 
Uh, as long as you make a good faith effort to stop illegal things from being posted, you will not be held responsible for anything anybody posts. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So a lot of it has to do with the good faith part of that. Right. Uh, and, and there's some room to interpret there. But it was put into place in the 90s because up until that point, the courts were ruling if you do any moderation, you're responsible for everything, mm-hmm. which meant companies were either locking down very hard. You think they they moderate uh, viewpoints now. They were extra moderating because they didn't want to be responsible for anything. Right. Uh, or they just were not moderating at all, just allowing it to be a free-for-all where anybody could say whatever they want to be like, we're not moderating, so we're not responsible. Mm. Uh, and Section 230 allowed them to strike a midpoint. Like, you won't get in trouble for trying to stop uh, things from being said. Uh, and where the criticism is, where the argument is now is, does that allow editorial moderation? I see. Uh, Section 230 has been re- interpreted by the courts to kind of allow uh, the, the companies to do whatever they want without repercussion. And I think that's where there is some some probable movement to say, well, maybe we need to tighten up Section 230 to go back to the original intention, which was we don't want you to get in trouble for moderating illegal content. Uh, but maybe you should be on the hook uh, if you're moderating editorially, because if Twitter or Facebook post something, they are responsible for that. Right, right. But they, yeah. See, it's such. It's always such a um, <laughs> so much wiggle room in everything you just talked about. <clears throat> it's always been kind of the thing, right? Because like, there's no one standard that fits every situation. If somebody comes to your platform and then posts something terrible, child pornography or something, uh, and and YouTube or Facebook or whoever, as fast as they possibly can, which they deal with this every day, as fast as they can, they they remove the the content that is illegal. Is it one second too late? Was it two seconds faster than last time? Can you legislate the time oh, it took them to do too, it? You too, Tom? <laughs> yep, yep. Yep. I think. Well, look, there's Brian. Hey, we're recording again. Hey, yeah. sorry, we had a glitch <laughs> and we were right in port. We were in this really important thing and I left the chat room hanging in a dumb way because I had basically started to say this and I really need an answer to this now. But like somebody comes to Facebook, let's say they post a bunch of illegal pornography. Let's call it that. Facebook has that's an illegal act by the people doing it, but also it would be illegal for for Facebook to leave it up, right? They can't just leave it up. They have to be active in tools and programs and efforts to get rid of those things. So they do that as fast as they can. Do you worry that we're ever going to get to a place where the regulation is all about uh, devil in the details. Like, did you get rid of it within two minutes? Because the law states you have to have it in two minutes okay, or less. That's, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good question. And right now, uh, because of a of a subsequent case after the passage of Section Two Thirty, uh, Facebook doesn't even have to take it down. Oh, okay. Now, now, granted, uh, the the you know. They want to take it down because they want to be good actors, but it, it's not their responsibility uh, to to have to take it down at any point. Gotcha. Um, they the the way the law was interpreted by the courts was more extreme than I think was intended, which is it is entirely the person who put it up uh, responsibility, and therefore Facebook has no you know has no legal responsibility to do anything with it. Uh, in practice, all of the companies want to be good citizens and they will take those down. Uh, in practice, they put their own time limits on themselves. 
But I think where you could have some amendment is the, the original case law that Section 230 was built on goes back to a 1950s court case around a bookstore in Los Angeles that was sued for selling an obscene book. Mm. Uh, and this is you know back when obscenity laws were different. Uh, probably wouldn't even be considered obscene today, but back then it was. And the bookstore said well, wait a minute, we didn't know the book was obscene. Are we required to know the contents of every book in our bookstore? Uh, because we don't read all the books in our bookstore right. and we couldn't possibly. Right. Uh, and that will restrict the books we sell if we have to you know, make sure that they, they've been signed off as okay. And the court said, yeah, that, that would reduce uh, freedom of expression. Uh, and so we believe that you are a distributor mm. of, of books. You are not required to know the contents. However, the court also said, once you're made aware that something is illegal, uh, you know, and and some some people in the chat room are like, "What constitutes illegal?" And it's like, "Well, that's for separate cases. That's sure. that's for laws and the testing of those laws, and those exist." But let's assume there are laws, and and that you can know if something is illegal. It's not a judgment call; it's up to the courts. Uh, if you know it's illegal and you don't stop selling it, then you're responsible. But mm -hmm. it, but mm -hmm. you, you know, so it's it's all about whether you can be shown to have known or not. Right. And that was what they were trying to apply to Facebook and or apply to AOL actually back then they were trying to apply to the internet is let's say they're distributors okay uh, but let's let them host the content because uh, they're kind of publishers because they host the content but they're acting like a bookstore they're acting like a distributor and then subsequent court case said well uh, the way this law is written it seems like you know they're hands off uh, and and so I think you could tighten that up and say let's go back to that original bookstore case uh, standard that says once you can show they knew the content was there because they can't possibly know all the content especially on a platform as big as Facebook but once they know it's there then they have a, a responsibility to remove it. And honestly, Facebook's fine with that. Face, Facebook and Twitter both are like, yeah, we we are looking for content that we think is unacceptable to the point that they're removing content that isn't even illegal, mm. technically. It's just content that they think is harmful. Uh, and that is where it starts to get into this other issue of, okay, but if they're deciding what to remove, even if it's not illegal, then they're exercising editorial control. And originally this was to make an open forum for them if they're exercising editorial control over what gets published are they really a distributor right. um, and some people say no they're not they're exercising editorial control and therefore section 230 should be written uh to to have controls over that if they're going to exercise editorial control other people say like well a bookstore gets to decide what books it sells that doesn't make it a publisher mm, good point do you think tim cook's taking a spa day because he didn't have to go to this one he's feeling pretty good about it. <laughs> he's like oh man i'm so glad we didn't get into social networking and and uh, freaking any of that he's crap like, man so i'm so glad ping failed because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> now they don't have to do any of that stuff he doesn't have to go to this particular hearing. Yeah, all those social things we started in iTunes, if they'd caught on, we'd be right there. Oh, glad those failed. Yeah. Um, well, that's interesting. I'm, I'm Obviously, we'll know more uh, toward the time uh, we do the actual show today. So we'll have some, you know, if anything comes up from this thing or any, any sort of uh, interesting arguments arise, we'll be able to talk about them on the show, uh, which would be great. So tune in, 2.30 Mountain Time, for uh, an episode of the Daily Tech News Show. I'm on today, and I love being on. So you'll love being on, too. And Tom took a shower, so why are you going to miss this episode? This is an amazing episode. Tom yeah, shower. This is a very special episode. Very. <laughs> such a rare moment for us, like a unicorn. Just kidding. He showers every day. Hey, uh, Tom, anything else you'd like to mention before we cut out of here today? Yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, 
The uh, Daily Tech News Show has its first commissioned article up on the website at dailytechnewsshow.com. This started with a text message chat with me and Meryl Barr last night uh, about the corporate reorganization at Netflix. And he was explaining to me, like, this is why it's going to impact you. This is why it's going to change the kind of shows that Netflix makes. And I was like, dude, can you write that up somewhere so I can link to it and talk about it on Cord Killers? And he's like, yeah, I don't know. Nobody's buying my stuff right now that I want to buy my stuff anyway. And I was like, I'll I'll hire you. So I hired Merrill and he wrote uh, an article called Why Netflix's Corporate Shakeup Matters to You. Uh, It explains uh, what's going on with the corporate shakeup, what it means for how they select uh, television shows and why that might mean you'll get different shows out of Netflix and maybe better shows, depending on on what your opinion is. Uh, So go check that out. DailyTechNewsShow.com. Yeah, there it is. Big headline right on the front of the page. Go check it out. DailyTechNewsShow.com. And of course, today, the Daily Tech News Show happening at 2.30 Mountain Time. Check it out live or archive. Tom, have a fantastic day. We'll see you Thanks. Soon. See you guys. Bye now. See you, Tom. Sorry about the rigmarole, though. <laughs> well, right. it's working now, so. All right. So let me tell you about my recommendal for this week. It's, uh... <laughs> oh, wait. Now, oh, wait. We got to do those again. No, we don't. We got to get out of here. That's what we're going to do. Hey, uh, you guys are great. Thanks for hanging out with us, and thanks for your patience for the blip. Uh, We are, uh, as always, grateful for your support at our Patreon, patreon.com slash TMS. We know things are a little weird right now, so anybody out there who's able to continue to support us, it really means a lot to us and helps uh, keep us afloat, and hopefully that means other things stay afloat because of the trickle-down effect of the economy. Don't at me about Reagan. I know it's a messed up thing. Anyway, I shouldn't have gone there. Patreon.com slash TMS is the place to go. And for everything else you may be looking for, submitting song requests, uh, trying to find our Twitter accounts, old episodes of the show all the way back to 2011, you can find it all at frogpants.com slash TMS. And send us those emails, themorningstream at gmail.com. All right, Brian, we're out of here. Let's play a song. What do you got for me now? I got a good one. I'm excited about this. Frog Panzer Tank wrote in and said, I've noticed a little bit of a negative outlook in the Discord lately. A lot of members seem to be weighed down by the pandemic, the election, etc. They need a little burst of positivity, even if I have to track them down and beat them with a happy stick. Whoa. Happy stick, also available in the Toy Hall of Fame. <laughs> a song seemed like a better place to start, so now the pressure's on you, Brian. Thanks. Signed, Frog Panzer Tank. Perfect. <laughs> so now I've got to make everybody happy. Great. Thank uh, thanks a lot. Um, <laughs> After Scott and I's discussion yesterday about the Men at Work song Down Under, it is a happy song. It's a fun song. And it's one that uh, um, that I've got a lot of great different versions of in my library. I want to pick one that was very, very different from the original. And so that's this one right here. This comes from a tribute to Men at Work called Women at Work, singing the hit songs of Men at Work. You can probably guess from that title what the uh, the basis of that tribute is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Selena Cross gave us this cover of Down Under, which I really, really love and takes it into a very different tone. From 2005, here's Selena Cross and Down Under. See you guys tomorrow. <laughs>
show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. So if you want to get a little urine cherry, <laughs>